Ijewai. Good evening. I hope you've had a wonderful week. I'm your host, Stephanie, and I'll be sharing short weekly dance stories with you during the Irish winter months between Samhain and Imbolc to make those long winter nights a bit less long for you. You will find a new story every Sunday night at 9pm Irish time. I hope you're cosy and warm where you are. Now sit back, settle in and enjoy the story. Episode 12 Dingle Magic One of the most popular places to go visit in Ireland would be certainly the Dingle Peninsula down in County Kerry. And I remember at a bagpiping workshop actually in Switzerland, there was a girl there and we were talking about Ireland and what places we liked and the country and the people and the music and the dancing. And then she suggested to me to go to Dingle. And I never really had heard much about it. It was... I think my third trip ever to Ireland at that point. So I included it in my travel plans then and spent a whole week there in spring of 2007. I was staying at the Rainbow Hostel, gorgeous, lovely, beautiful hostel with beautiful, funny, fabulous, magical people, some of whom I still keep contact with. It's just a very special hostel, a very special place to be and meet people. They had a piano there and they'd have a big kitchen with a big kitchen table and we'd sit around and chat to everyone. And all of the times I've stayed in that hostel, it was always very special and I met very nice, lovely people from all over the world. And there I was then in Dingle. Of course, what you first kind of hear about when you go visit is the dolphin, it's Fungi the dolphin. Everybody talks about him and he, he kind of became a landmark for Dingle for Dingle Town anyway. So Fungi has been going to Dingle for nearly 40 years, I'd say by now. But the sad thing is that he vanished in October 2020. Like nobody's ever really seen him ever since. And it's kind of tragic because, I mean, if, if an animal keeps there in the harbour and you can go out on a boat and see him and be with him and he kind of enjoys the company it seems it's kind of really tragic you know after so many years that it would be gone like if it's like part of the family or part of town or it's really a big thing for the people there and also for them like hoping for visitors to come and and see him keep the business going of course but what i was told and by someone was that i don't remember who told me but the person told me then, go down to the harbour and walk around the shore out of the harbour, like out of the bay, and just walk towards the lighthouse and you'll just see him in the evening. He'll be there. And you'll have him like all to yourself because there will be no boats around and stuff. And 
So I did that. I just started walking one evening and sure enough, there he was. And I was able to like sit there and watch him and he was swimming around the bay and it was just so incredible for me to see a dolphin from up close. A wild dolphin, you know. And then I witnessed something that I will never forget that reminds me of dancing in a way, but it was just so magical and so incredible. But I'll tell that to you at the end of the podcast because you're going to end up wondering if this is an animal podcast or a dancing podcast. But So I'll keep going with my dance story now anyway. But I sat down there by the bay and watched Fungi swimming around and read my book. And there was a man that passed me and we started chatting. And the thing is always, like, people always ask, um, what brings you to Ireland? And my answer is always, well, the dancing mostly. And it's always a good conversation starter or something, you know, especially if you're looking for a place to dance. And sure enough, he then told me, oh, they'll be dancing there in one of the pubs in town. And he described to me how to get there, what a pub looked like. It was called Indrahad Bjok, the small bridge. And I was happy out that I found a place, you know, to, to go dancing because I really, at that point, I was still very new to this whole world of dancing and I never heard of set dancing news before back then. So it would always be going into pubs and asking, is there any music going on? Is there any sessions? Is there any dancing going on? So I was looking forward to that evening then. Now thinking about it, it keeps going with animals because one of the mornings I decided to go horseback riding and I found a flyer in the hostel and I called up and went there and had a beautiful ride out together with a lovely lady and two young children that were there on holiday. And we rode around the hills there and we passed a spot that was just so incredible. You know, the view over the whole bay and you could see out into the sea you could see the mountains from the other side and it was just so incredible like a really incredible view that I like kept a note in my head and thought I have to come back here then after so after the ride was done and over and we put the horses back in their boxes and everything I walked back to that spot and walked up that hill found myself a lovely nice gorgeous spot somewhere in the grass and took out my book and read and sunbathed and to me that was like one of the best things you know when you're on holiday and you really need to relax and stuff and just like sit down somewhere in the sun and bask in the sun and just read your book while I was reading there was a couple that was walking up the hill and we just started chatting and saying hello to one another and oh what a lovely day it is and you know just regular chit chat you do with locals and I kept reading. I think I even fell asleep. I took a nap there. I love napping in the sun. And then afterwards, I was still reading after a couple of hours and they were coming back down the hill and they were laughing. So you're still here. And I'm like, yeah, still here. And we were giggling about it and stuff. And they were just a really lovely couple, very friendly people. And they asked me about my travel plans and I told them that I needed to get back to Dublin at the end of the week and then they told me there was a special at the moment going on with a special price ticket that you could get a train from Tralee and they suggested I go down to the bank and ask for a ticket there because they were selling like that special kind of ticket. 
and I had never taken a train in Ireland before. So after I had basked in the sun for long enough, I walked down before the bank closed and there was a very lovely friendly lady there and she helped me get the ticket purchased and everything and we had a great chat and you know, just everybody was so friendly in the town and don't worry, this is all, this will all come together. <laughs> and then the dance evening was there and it was time to go to the pub. And I think, I'm not sure if there were many people around at the hostel at the time, but I think, I think there was a Czech girl and a French girl. I'm not sure about the French girl, but I think the Czech girl was there. And I always make a point of asking people, what are you doing tonight? You know, do you want to come along? There's a session or there's dancing because I feel that something so, you know, so untouristy, so special, so real that it would be a shame for visitors not going there and experiencing that. And especially it would be a shame for them not seeing people dance. I wanted to get everybody out dancing. So many times I'd be in the hostels asking people, hey, do you want to come to the Cayley? And they're like, what's a Cayley? And I'd be, you know, trying to drag them along. And so they came with me, or at least one of the girls came with me for sure. The Czech girl for sure. And we walked in, she was like, what's this? And I said, well, it's set dancing. And, and she was asking me about it. And I said, I haven't a clue either. You know, it's just like something really local, something very, very special to see and to do. And she was keen, you know, and she was happy. Out. And so we went in there. And would you believe who was in the pub? Well, the man who told me about it, he was there. But then the couple whom I met up on the hill, they were there. And we're looking at me like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, what are you doing here? And then who starts saying hello as well? It's like, what are you doing here? The lady from the ticket shop, from the bank. She was there as well. So it was kind of funny to me because like I meet people, I meet random people in the town and there they are at the set dancing class in the evening. So that was exciting. And it was lovely to see some familiar faces, you know. And there was a man teaching there. He wasn't dancing with us, but he was sitting and giving directions and giving tips on what to do and, you know, explaining the figures and everything. And I think he split us. No, I don't think we were split. I think I was dancing with a Czech girl and I was dancing the men's part because I had some experience in, in, in Irish step dancing anyway. So I could guide her a little bit, you know, like I knew some of the figures, you know, like if I'd hear the figure, I could like kind of know what would happen, like ladies chain or something, you know, I would be familiar with them or lead around and the wheel or whatever, you know. So I was doing the man's part and I just remember the teacher not being happy with me at all. Because <laughs> I was picking up my legs and the bag, I was kicking my bum all the time and he kept telling me off. He kept telling me, you have to stay close to the ground. I'm like, oh yeah, sorry. And I was just so happy out that I was dancing, you know, it would be for me the natural thing to do is kick your bum, you know, like I was taught for a few years by then already, you know, and I kept kicking my bum and he was like, no, keep your feet low to the ground. It was something so new to me. And then he was annoyed with me because I would start with my right foot being a man and he'd tell me, no, you're a man, you start with your left foot, which was to me a completely weird, different concept that I couldn't just grasp at all and understand because it was to me always you start with your right foot so I kept forgetting and he kept being annoyed at me I don't think he was happy with me at all but I had fun there and the girls had fun as well we were dancing away and the locals were super friendly and 
It was just so nice, you know, that really nice, lovely set dancing class and just doing something with locals, doing something not for tourists, you know, it wasn't a Kaylee for tourists, it was something that the locals really went to and seeing them dance and seeing them batter or hearing them batter, you know, just all of that was just so much fun and I was delighted to be part of that. And according to my notes, there was a session there afterwards as well. So I must have had a great time, a great evening there and really enjoyed it. I wouldn't know any of the dances that we'd done there, to be honest. I just wasn't familiar enough with set dancing at that point. So I couldn't really tell you what exactly it is that we were dancing. But it was a lovely, lovely experience. And would you believe, just the other day, I dug out the photographs and saw them and actually read the pop name, you know, on the photographs and figured out that it actually was the Drachenbjörg that we were dancing in, which turned out to be my good pal Mörisch's pub. He used to own the Drachenbjörg and I sent him the photographs and I was like, hey, that was your pub, wasn't it? I mean, I met Mörisch like 11 years after that Dingle adventure, you know, and it was just so funny and he looked at him and he's like oh yeah he replied to me there and he said i know all those people they were regular set dancers in Andrahabyuk. the guy with the long hair jeff was well able to teach set dancing so was the gray curly haired guy john they were great nights loads of sessions and dancing he were back as well so that was so funny you know to kind of like see it like going places or meeting people and you don't actually know that there's a connection with people that you meet later in life. So I don't know if these people are still dancing, you know, the lady from the bank and the lovely couple and the other man with the long hair who told me about the set dancing. I don't know if they're still around, if they're still there, but if they are, big hello from me, big hug to them. And I fondly remember them and that lovely evening and I hope to go back and dance with them. Perhaps, perhaps who knows, I've danced with them again, you know, by now, without even realizing that it was them. Because it's just been such a long time. But that's what I love about dancing or the dancing family. You kind of go around and you meet the same people. And it all kind of connects with one another. And that's just something really special, something very magical. My latest experience dancing there then, I think was in fall of 2019. It was another funny thing that happened. There were again some locals that were there from Valley Ferriter, a lovely, gorgeous couple, really funny. We were chatting and laughing. And there was a man playing at a session from Germany trying to explain a story. And we were, we would giggle about something. And he would be like, No, you have to listen. We were like, All right, we listen. We were giggling together. So they were there. And we were all itching, you know, because we were like, Oh, we want, we want to dance. The music is so good. Which is a really good session there. And we just didn't know anyone else who would be able to dance. You know, it was really just them, me, and we're just looking around and everybody else didn't really dance. So I ended up taking one of the girls from the hostels, I guess. I was like, okay, you just, you come and dance with me. We'll try half a set of the Connemara anyway. So I remember amongst all the musicians, there were Seamus and me, Begley playing as well. And they did the whole introduction, you know, the whole musical introduction. And just as we were about to start, they completely stopped playing. And they rested their arms on top of their boxes, you know, just watching us. And we were doing the lead around. And there was no music left. And 
we were giggling and giggling. We were like, what the hell? I didn't really understand what it was. Apparently it's something that they do. I think I've seen them doing that on a video afterwards somewhere. So it must be something that they do as a joke. You know, they just stop playing to hear the battering or to mess with you. So I felt a bit embarrassed then, you know, to be dancing with no music. And then afterwards, after the lead around, they, they continued. So there was some carry madness there. It was quite funny. It was great crack as well, great evening. But to get back to Fungi, the dolphin, and his story, and the magical thing I witnessed. Maybe it wasn't magical, but to me it was so magical because I never heard anyone else tell me about that or I never heard anyone else seeing that or something. I don't know if it was common enough and if it was just something that happens every evening there or something. But the boats, you know, all the big touristy boats, they were already back in the harbour and it was getting evening, it was getting dark, the sun was setting and out went a man on a wee boat, a red and white wee boat and just kind of stopped in the middle of the bay and I wasn't sure really what he was doing but he took out an oar and it was kind of like he drew three big circles in the water with that oar. And did not Fungi afterwards, a little bit further away from the boat, jump out of the water three times? And he was whooping and, you know, happy out, yelling out and stuff and calling out to Fungi and woohoo, you know, going like that. And I was like, you know, what's happening here? What is this? And then he did the same thing again. He drew three big circles in the water with his oar. And sure enough, next thing again, Fungi jumped out of the water three times. Like, kind of like responding to him, playing with him, <laughs> dancing, I don't know. It was just something so unique. Something so incredible to witness and he repeated that like three or four times and every time Fungi came out and jumped like in a response and I'll never forget that was just really beautiful and I don't know who the man was in the boat I don't know what happened there exactly I don't know if it's something that he would usually do with a dolphin or everybody else would do with a dolphin but I've never seen that before. So there's a story for you. If you have never seen Fungi, I hope you remember this one. Or if you've seen him but never witnessed this story, I hope this will bring you joy to remember Fungi, wherever he might be by now. Maybe he'll come back someday. Maybe he left. We don't know. But apart from the dancing, that's one of the nicest memories of Dingle that I have and that I wanted to share with you tonight. You have been listening to an episode of Ihewai, a storytelling podcast by Skilta Dosa. I hope you've enjoyed this evening's story. Feel free to pass it on to anyone you think might enjoy this or be happy about a bit of entertainment now during the winter months. If you wish to support my projects, 
you may send a wee donation to paypal.me slash dosa. I always appreciate every cent. The music you hear is Fairy Garden by Chris Collins and you can find it on IndieMusicBox.com I will see you again next Sunday. Have a lovely night and a good start into the next week tomorrow. Ich